DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. It's time to talk basketball with Tim Lacombe, former BYU assistant. Now you hear him on the Jazz pre-half and post-game shows. Tim brought to you in part by Sphere. And are you a business owner? You have better things to do than job hunt or scramble to find your next great hire. Let Spherian staffing and recruiting do it. Visit Spherian online at spherian.com slash Utah. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you. I imagine I imagine the uh, Cougar coaches and the Jazz coaches are waking up with a very different uh, feeling this morning, and you've probably woken up with that feeling in the uh, pit of your stomach after a horrific loss, and you've and you have awakened just coming off the glorious high of a big, big road win, the roller coaster that is coaching. Oh yeah, roller coaster that's coaching. Um, you know you. <laughs> The, the the euphoria that sort of deal that happens from time to time and man you soak that in I I would imagine there was a throng of people at the airport last night in Provo um, I am a little tired yeah? yeah did you fly down there I drove down there I wanted to welcome them oh, back okay yeah I just wonder if it, your your arms are tired or you're just fatigued Ayo. no. No, I, I just put in my uh, – got my Rambler on and in my car, and I drove down there. I love it. I Yeah, so it was – yeah, big win there. You know, I don't know if the NBA – a, a bad loss, if you even feel it anymore. There's so many games. But um, it was definitely the tale of two <laughs> – Two two nights there. Um, I was doing high school games, so it was kind of funny just to sit back and watch the scores. And man, to win the first time you you go into the fog was pretty cool. Yeah, their free free throw defense uh, for the Cougars was just absolutely awesome. Kansas nineteen of thirty one, uh, and and they played without their best scorer. I get that, but to me, that's just inexcusable do you do you think and how much do you think that you know that's a mental thing thinking that when you go into the arena as you're walking in you're Kansas you're at home you don't lose there you're playing a team that you know decent team for sure but it's really struggled on the road here of late the last couple of Saturdays beating teams that they should on paper be better than and getting beat double digits in both games so I'm wondering if Kansas just was a little bit off mentally and didn't bring the kind of intensity and focus that they needed because as they look at the opposition thinking maybe we got this? Um, probably a little bit of everything, I would imagine. I mean, not to have, you know, the McCullers, they have not been as good without him. Right. Um, no doubt. They, But at the same time, like you said, it was, it was the confines of a very friendly place to them. Um, from my you know, everything I heard, the officials tried to help them. Um, and, you know, they just went at the line 1931, and, and you're going you're gonna to pay the price and you miss that many free throws at home. Uh, I think part of it, too, is and I think BYU really put pressure on them. They were in the game the whole time. Um, you know, it's awesome when you're in that arena. I, I think back to when we beat Gonzaga that year. At third place, they were undefeated. They were number one in the country. And, you know, we went in there. We actually got down really bad early. But uh, you get a game close, particularly in the second half, in a place like that where where teams don't lose. 
and man, things get tight. You can actually feel it, you know, and I would imagine BYU kind of felt that last night. Three-game win streaks are really hard to come by in the Big 12. As much as we can say, hey, they were missing their big dog, and they were, when they had them earlier, they didn't win three in a row in conference either, and that's just kind of the nature of the Big 12. And I wonder emotionally, Kansas playing Oklahoma and Texas for the last time before they take off. Those aren't the best teams in the league. Houston and Iowa State are, but I bet it still got played up and there was a lot of emotion around those games and just beat those teams. So in a way, maybe it's set up for BYU too. Yeah, hey, regardless, you, or should I say, in tribute, irregardlessly. Nice. Irregardless. I like irregardlessly. Uh, Go with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's even better. That just adds to the it narrative. It does. It does. Irregardlessly, <laughs> I kind of fell into that one. Um, they won the game. They went on the road at Kansas, um, and it's just a, man, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Um, you know, kind of solidifies their their tournament chances and, and their seed, you know, that's a big win for seeding. So all all the way around, just a glorious win, probably one of the best wins in the history of that place. And there's been a lot of good ones. So uh, big time congratulations to Coach Pope and the team and um, excited to watch this team in March. I think the Big 12 is the best thing that's ever happened to BYU basketball. What do you think? I do too. Uh, I mean, it's been a it's been a, a big you know, it's been cyclical obviously the, the fall from and having to leave the Mountain West, you know, a conference that was a really good basketball conference that you know, BYU really worked hard to kind of become the king of. Um and you know, the WCC was definitely kind of a – it's almost like you're going 75 miles an hour and you hit a concrete barrier. Um, but I think BYU's back in a place where they're unique. Um, they play a unique brand. I think that has been one of the big revelations and something you got to give Coach Pope and BYU a ton of credit. They, they went into this league and realized they had to be different and had to play different and – Last night they outscored Kansas, what, 30 from three? Yes. Um, and that's it's really paid off to be able to shoot that many threes, you know, every night and, um, you know, outscore Kansas last night from three big time. Fantastic win. And now you follow it up with TCU, who at eight and seven has the exact same conference record and at 19 and nine is only one game worse overall and has a 68 67 win over Houston. So uh, just welcome to the Big 12. And, uh, and momentum doesn't last very long in this league, going back to three game winning streaks and all that. No, I, I really like the way that, uh, you know, it, it, it's a test every night. Um, you've got another great coach coming in, Jamie Dixon, who uh, has been doing this a long, long time, and he's got his team playing good. But the Marriott Center is a different place for all these teams, and they'll, they'll kind of see that when they, you know, when they they enter the confines. But I think um, I think that win really, you know, last night it takes a ton of pressure off. I think again, seeding was a big deal. I'm hoping last night kind of punched the ticket to be able to get. Because I think BYU's had a magical year. They should be able to play close to home. 
Um, so now it just comes down to winning a couple of these games, and I think they'll take care of TCU. Um, it's been a team. This team has not. They struggled on the road just to get their traction, but this team has been competitive most every night. So particularly at home, get this thing. And now I really do believe you're just playing for seeding. Um, you go into a tournament probably for the first time that, like, without any doubt, you don't have to win a game. Like, I don't think BYU, there's any pressure. Um, so finish these games off here, beat TCU, play for seeding. When you were coaching, as you said, you've had some big wins. Uh, Gonzaga comes to mind, obviously. Uh, what does the coach do, though, to put it behind you? Because it's all well and good. It's nice. Celebrate wildly. But it's just, you know, another win in that way because the season is not close to being done. So you got to get past it and you somehow got to move on uh, to be able to be prepared for the next one. So there's no, in terms of, uh, you know, talk about losing teams uh, getting beat twice because they have that hangover. But there's a possibility of a winning team, too not having that focus. So how do you do that to make sure great, but you still got other games to go? It really comes down to, you know, the pulse on your team, um, the culture, uh, and then just human nature. I mean, I think it's human nature to, um, you know, have a big win and, and, and enjoy it. Um, but I, I have not seen this team not prepared. I've not seen this team come out and not be ready. So I think that speaks to culture. Um, obviously, last night, I'm sure they just loved it. And, you know, by the sounds of it, you know, PKU being down there, the, the airport must mm-hmm. have been just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I was passing outsider to – I was just randomly <laughs> hugging. I was like the Jazz after their game last night uh, with the uh, Atlanta Hawks. I was just hugging everybody in sight. Yeah, no doubt. So – I would imagine uh, all that being said, that folks got these guys primed and ready. This is a very, very strong group of guys who you can tell um, they, they just want to win. You know, there's been a couple of years, you know, a group of these guys did not have great years. They finished, you know, as poorly in the WCC as any team ever had at BYU. So, to flip that around the guys existing that were there and just go to work and grind it out. Uh, really impressive. Go to work and grind it out. Not something we can say about the Utah jazz. They have now been blown out by 20 points or more 10 times on the road this year. How many speeches are left when you're a coach? What do you say? What do you do? Who can you move in or out of a lineup or take playing time away from? How do you get the message through when it feels like the team's just looking at the finish line, just trying to get there? And there have been a bunch of these beatings over the course of the year on the road. There have. um, You know, I think that obviously since the deadline, there's going to be nights where the team just does not function well. There's a bunch of, uh, and I saw last night, Keontae really struggled to shoot the ball um, in a lot of minutes. And so, again, I think it's been clear this is a developmental time for some of the young guys. Um, they are in a a period of time where, I mean, last night I was really shocked to see, because Atlanta has not been very good. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, the NBA is a different beast. Um, you know, you talk 
talk about winning and losing and reacting. Uh, the games, they, they fly at you so quickly um, that, you know, I, I, akin to college, I just think you're talking about different things, wins and losses. Um, but right now, there's no doubt in my mind that this is a period of time where the Jazz are trying to accomplish a couple of different things. You know, winning games, um, important, but development, getting guys reps, getting guys evaluated, probably more important right now. And I agree with that, but I got to see a better competition. I mean, they were never in that game. They came out and sucked right from the start. And I, I just think that, that that that's just not good. And I can spin it. I can be positive all you want, but it's all fake. And listeners don't want to hear fake. They want to hear real. Uh, I mean, what can they do to make sure that they're at least competitive? We're not asking for a whole lot here. And right from the start, they were not competitive. You know, I, I don't know for sure. I Maybe you could release a bear in the locker room um, just to create a frenzy. Send me. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I wouldn't mind going um, to Orlando. Put me on a plane. Yeah, are you? Would you be the caged animal? Just release you. You can crawl around like Gollum and make a scene. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I was around Majerus for a decade. <laughs> you know how to. You know how to. You know how to create a little uh, excitement, don't you? Yeah. Yes, I learned the tricks. I heard them all. <laughs> I mean, and I'm being facetious, but I don't really. You know, I've never coached in that league. It's a different animal, and I'm with you. I did. Unfortunately, I was watching, or fortunately, I was watching. I was watching two really good high school games where both teams sold out, and both teams really wanted to play. Um, and I think sometimes you run into that a little bit in the NBA too. Um, you know, saw some of the veteran shooting numbers. I mean, Clarkson's on a really he's he's really struggling right now. He's two for ten. Um, you know, I saw that. Sexton had more shots than Markinen. You know, I can only look at the box because I didn't get to see the game. But some of those things, you know, just got to they've got to figure out. And um, when this team's good, they play a certain way. Um, they play competitive, engaged, and locked in on the defensive side. And then when things slip, you know, they get a little ISO happy. Shots are not as uh, measured, and you know, guys kind of get out on their own. And again, not seeing the game yet, can't speak to it, but looking at the box would tell me some of those things probably happen. I want to go back to releasing a bear in the locker room. Where did that come from? Who told you that first? That's good. I like that. I like the visual. It'll get the adrenaline. I don't know. I, I, adrenaline I thought we were on I thought we were on radio. I certainly paid homage to the um you know, the Jackie Moon because <laughs> they released the bear in the arena. You guys remember that, right? You saw that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I follow you. Okay. Does DJ, did you, DJ I did not. see that movie? I did not, but I, I, fig I figured that I did not see that, no. Okay, you have an assignment. <laughs> Watch Semi-Pro in some of your free time. Okay. I don't know when you're going to crack that with soccer and everything else, but find Semi-Pro. <laughs> they release a bear in the arena. It's hysterical. I had the opportunity the other night to speak with uh, Craig Smith, the University of Utah basketball coach, and he suggested yes. that we go out for lunch so I could tell him some of Jerry's stories. What would you say would be the top two or three that I should tell him? Well, I think the AD one's always good. The what? Say that again? The athletic director one where, you know, it was early on in my tenure, but 
the AD at Utah would come in from time to time to watch practice. Uh-huh. Sit about 10, 12 rows up. Yeah. And Majerus would be known to stop practice and say, bring it in. And he'd have a little chat with everybody. You remember those, right? I do. All right, and we'll bring it in. So this particular time, just serendipity would say that we kind of convened very, very close to about 12 rows up and the AV was with an earshot. And Majera said, you know, you just got to really try hard in life, guys. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you try hard, you get what you want. You know, you don't try hard. You know, it's kind of like really good coaches coach. Really bad coaches become ADs. <laughs> I had not heard that one. Yeah, he runs the show. And he, and he just likes to, he likes to let people know he did this well. But that was that's a good one to probably tell Coach Smith. Okay. Perhaps he could try it out. No, <laughs> after a few more wins, <laughs> you got to win more yeah, to say well, that. Yeah, you, you, you need you, to win you more to say stuff like that. And use it right. Yeah, timing is everything. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know if I even told you that one, Deej. I had not heard that one. That's a new one. And we've talked a lot this I know. year. I know. During jazz games, but, uh, a lot of chuckles. You got to be. You got to be relieved. You were doing a high school game last night. You had to look at that score and think, yeah. If I were going to be doing a high school game, this was the right one. Well, I look the first thing I do, and you know, you can relate to this. This is my first miss of the year, um, but this high school thing has become something I love to do. It's just fun every year to take a little pause and go watch these guys battle. But I looked at the score. First thing I did was look at the score, I was like, and, and then I looked at the time, how long it took to play the game, and that wasn't so bad. So I figured, you know, Jake had the aesthetic issue but at the same time the brevity that always helps <laughs> all right we'll leave it right there tim we appreciate it uh enjoy the rest of the high school tournament uh more semifinals tonight and finals on friday thanks for joining us we appreciate it yeah you guys are the best see you dj and pk it's 97.5 the zone